Cowabunga dudes! Uh, hey there, it's Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you are listening to Grail Hunters Australia podcast with my friends Neville, Ben, and Michael. It's awesome. It's gonna be the best show ever! Hello and welcome to Greylands Australia podcast. Pull up a seat, crack a beer and join us as we reminisce, reflect, assess, speculate, commentate and dissect all things comics and collectibles. Hello and welcome to the new episode of Greylands Australia podcast. I think this is episode four, if I can count correctly. Um, and as promised last week, we've got a very special guest, uh, Roy. Welcome, Roy. Thank you very much. Thanks, Nate. Uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, you, you can spend the first 30 seconds on how you pronounce your surname. Bergwijn? Is it yeah, Bergwijn. Yeah. Ah, that's, 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 right, that's three seconds. All right. Um, <laughs> and I introduced you to Ben along the way. So Ben's uh, Ben's the, the wheat peaks of the podcast <laughs> on every episode. <laughs> and fiercely <laughs> proud of it. <laughs> I'm glad uh, you guys will will help me through my first podcast. I think oh, uh, don't look to, don't look to me for advice. I bring nothing <laughs> to the table. I think I think <laughs> you did mention that uh, you downloaded Spotify the first time to listen to. I think our first episode of the season was that correct? Yes, it was it was yes. Uh, yes how yes. funny is that? How uh, funny is that? And four episodes later, you're actually on it. <laughs> and it wasn't a hint because it's purely because of the fact that we're trying to diversify collections, right? And um, I don't know if you listened to the most recent one, but we talked you up a little bit in our most oh, recent God. episode. Right. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to live up to the hype. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> so um I don't know if you want to start with the 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 boobs or the the comic art, but um it'll be great for you to give us some background uh to the listeners on uh, who you are, what you do. Obviously you've got your work with sure. Nova, but also obviously your personal collection. Sure. Um as Nev mentioned, uh, my name's Roy Bergwijn, and I've been collecting comics since my last year of school, which was 1975, um, and original comic art since about 1987. Um, and the, the landscape has changed radically since those uh, late 80s to the current day where comic art is far say, more readily available. Yeah, so back then, were you just very ahead of the curve? Or did you just have a passion for comic art and happen to be tapping artists on the shoulder for, for pages well, and commissions? Well, I certainly did that. But I, I didn't even know it was possible to obtain original comic art. So uh, it was been 87. I was living in Canberra. I went to visit Sydney. And I wandered into uh, a comic shop in Sydney, which no longer exists, but it's called The Land Beyond Beyond. And... I wandered in there and there were two pieces of original comic art on the walls. One was, um, it finally, uh, that was my very first purchase, but there are two pieces. One was a Marshall Rogers uh, splash page from Deadly Hands of Kung Fu featuring Daughters, the, Daughters of the Dragon. Yeah. And the other one was a splash page from Don McGregor and Paul Galassi's Sabre. Uh, and I agonized over which one. In the end, I didn't actually end up getting either of them. Went back home. And my wife said, oh, for God's sake, stop whinging about it and just buy, buy yeah. one of them. Nice. So that was, um, that was uh, so I purchased the Marshall Rogers piece because I loved Marshall's work. Uh, I liked the Kung Fu mags that Marvel were putting out at the time. 
Uh, and Daughters of the Dragon with Iron Fist were some of my favorite characters, so that was a no-brainer. I still have that very first piece uh, and recently reframed it. Uh, it's just a phenomenal uh, Oh, man. Well, was that a cover to one of the uh, the uh, it, was, the... it was an interior uh, interior yeah. splash page, yeah. And uh, it's just I I adore it because it's Marshall at his height of his you know powers. Um, and um, after that, of course, I thought, well, what more can I get? How do I get it? I bumped into a guy at the US Embassy who we were both in Canberra. We met at Impact Comics in Canberra and he indoctrinated me into the ways and mysteries of, of, of trying to purchase more original art. Uh, but what, after that first purchase, I got hooked. And, and I freely admit I'm an original art addict. So you know, it's, 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 it's who I am. Um, so, I mean, since 1987, it was very difficult competing with the American market, because by the time there were very few art dealers, Midget, which is one of them, graphic collectibles, and you had to send it across, you had to send away a various catalogue. By the time the catalogue arrived, most of the I've purchases... Sold, uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. So competing overseas, by the time the catalogue gets to you and you ring immediately, it's, it's already gone. Uh, Mitch at the time was handling uh, Adam Hughes's work, uh, was, Adam, one of, uh, was Adam Hughes's rep. Um, and I was a huge, as you might have, uh, and quite possibly Ben as well, um, uh, a fan of Adam's work. So, of course, because you're so far, so distant from the collecting scene, uh, I thought, how else am I going to buy the originals? So at the back of the Star Trek graphic novel, uh, Dead of Honor, which Adam Hughes illustrated, it said they were located in Atlanta, Georgia, in a studio called... Uh, uh, Gaijin Studios. So I rang up directory assistants, found the number for, for Gaijin Studios. Oh. Just cold <laughs> called this, them. Yes, yeah. I did. And so the guys at, at Gaijin Studios became used to my calling to say, hey, Adam, um, still chasing, hoping to buy a piece of your artwork. It's a, so for, that was for about 18 months or so in the 90s, early 90s. And um, so it's Brian Stelfries would answer the phone. Oh, hey, Roy, how are you going? I'll put you through to Adam. Colin Hamner uh -huh. would answer, or Georges Jonti, or so many talented artists were part of that studio. And they were so welcoming. So my first Comic-Con, uh, uh, San Diego, was 1994. And the only people I knew were the guys in studios, guys. Yeah. So, and that was by phone. Uh, so I went to there, and I had a list of things I wanted to do. Um, oh, sorry, a list of artwork that I wanted to hopefully uh, purchase and originally. Yeah. Uh, one was Adam Hughes. Uh, I can still remember the list. And I had to scratch out Jack Kirby because he passed away three months the, before yeah, I got before. to San Diego that year. Yeah. Um, uh, another one was uh, Mark Schultz. Uh, I was lucky in getting a couple of pieces from Mark Schultz. That's in 94. And of course, Adam... It didn't happen. <laughs> oh, still? But, uh, <laughs> after... What's this now? Five years? Oh, two, two years of, of, of calling. Oh, two years of calling. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But, but the following, uh, would have been about six months later, I called and Adam went, hey, Roy, um, I've got a piece I'm working on at the moment. No one knows about it. Um, I have, it hasn't been publicized yet. I said, I'll take it. And he started <laughs> laughing. He said, I haven't even told you what it is yet. So, so I said, I don't care. I'll take it. So he said, it's Zealot in a bikini. I said, 
Uh, better. Yeah. <laughs> so the Wildcats, it was, it was actually yeah, yeah. Zealot and Grifter in but, for yeah. a swimsuit special. Yeah. yeah oh, so ben, trading card swimsuit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Ben, just to give you some context, 1994 Image Comics, all the females were sexy and hardly wore yeah. anything. So to have her in a in a bikini was probably yeah. a, a bonus. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. I think I've got uh, that trading card set actually. The, the oh right, really image yeah. ones. I don't know the original oh. art like you do, but <laughs> oh. Oh, that was just it was serendipity, obviously, because I I, I I love um, um, some of the Jungle Girl stuff, which I'll possibly talk about later. Yeah. But that was my very first um, purchase from Adam, uh, and it, I arranged to purchase that and, and another piece, which Carl Story, um, who was his ink quite a few projects, uh, told me draw which um is an unpublished splash page from the red wing story uh from teen titans and said hey um, you got this he's oh yeah i got that and um so he, he he i arranged to purchase two pieces in the end three pieces came because he couldn't find the red wing splash so he put in two other pieces so i got a freebie from, from, <laughs> it was just um uh, they were so welcoming these guys yeah. that's great fantastic and um Congratulations on 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 having something you're passionate about. Probably worth a filthy amount of money now. Like I don't imagine they were cheap at the time, but let, it, it, the, the the economics of, of everything to do with this part of this this hobby, you know, whether it's yep. um, uh, keys uh, or whether it's it's actually sort of um, original comic art, is it's it's got to be. You know, it's it's bloomed exponentially. So, and I think I think about that. Look, I, I look for those things. You know, I mean, what can I like? What can I? But my intent is not pure. It's always about feeling good about yeah. buying something and it making money afterwards as well. <laughs> but you know, and I think I think that the the universe recognizes my my Your lack intentions. of purity <laughs> <laughs> and, and delivers me an afforded result. You know, which is everything. I t I'm like the anti Midas at the moment, Roy. <laughs> like, oh dear. Oh yeah. Anyway, but, but, but uh, I was just going to say, uh, totally agree. Um, in that pricing for original art has just escalated incredibly, especially over the last, say, five to 10 years. Um, that piece that I just quickly displayed, the Daughters of the Dragon splash page by Marshall, the very first piece, that cost me $150 uh, Australian uh, in 1987. Uh, yep. I've been offered 10K for that. Yeah. So that's, but that's, that's, that's 35 years. Yes, yeah. yeah, and relatively yeah. speaking, 150k in, in 87 wasn't chump change either. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yes, for, for me at the time, yeah. I had to really think about it because yeah. we were. Yeah, well, uh, you went home and your wife told home. you to buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, I, well, because she because I was stressing out and making it nuts, so yeah. she said, "Oh, buy the bloody thing." Mm -hmm. um, so I used the credit card, bought it. Um, but uh, at the time, we uh, we were single income. Uh, uh, baby, one baby um, already there, and it was a different situation, family situation. Now yeah. both kids have grown up, left home. We've got a granddaughter, blah blah blah. But uh, yeah. um, but you're you're right in that original art, while it's more readily available through art dealers, art reps, directly from the artists, or from auction houses like Heritage Galleries uh, or Comic Connect or Comic Link. Uh, it's, it's, it's really a, a tough hobby to now break into if you're after 
specific, uh, say, A-lister artists, for example. Yeah. But but collect what you love. Yeah. That, that because that's what I did. I Adam, sure, Adam was popular, but he wasn't um, stratospheric. Yeah. Into, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Exactly. So seriously, collect what you if you find, have a particular favorite artist uh, who's working on comics or whatever they're, they're doing. Um, follow them, pick up some artwork from them. Don't go for a Barry Windsor Smith or a, uh, a John Basima page or whatever. Uh, look to see what, what you like from some of the modern day artists and yeah. follow them, and, and they'll be more affordable. Yeah. Uh, and and I must say, like I know I know there's a few people on Growlanders that show off art frequently, but I do know there's a lot more than them that actually go out and invest and buy and get commissions that mm. might just not show it off as frequently and i i feel like there's a amazing and healthy subculture of people actually investing in that just purely for themselves but then also you know trading trading art and upselling in many cases to buy something else that they're really after right um Yes, like, yes. Roger Navarro springs to mind. He's got an amazing collection, but most of his pieces are always commissions of exactly what you said, young and upcoming yes, yes. artists. And um, yeah. when he sends me messages, and it's just it's mind blowing the quality and the level of work mm. um, that people mm. have. It's it's so good to see. I must say. So I'm curious, right? In terms of like like where this sits in people's minds. Um, Obviously, the, the, the best metric for this is dollars. And I, I know that sounds kind of really crass, but it, that's the truth. <laughs> um, just say Action Comics. What was the last Action Comics number one in decent shape? What did that sell for? It must have been millions. I think, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, millions. I think 3.7 mil, the last one. Yeah. Superman 1, ironically, not the first appearance, sold for 5.2 mil, but it was higher grade. Yeah. 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 Oh. So, so, but with that in mind, Imagine original artwork turns up from someone's desk, dusty credenza somewhere for, for yeah. that. Is it worth more than that is? You know, like what's... I would say, yeah, good question. Um, Would, wouldn't that all be DC's archives? Because they own the art, right? They bought it from the artist for like 20 bucks a page. So they, they'll all probably be accounted for or destroyed, unfortunately. Yes, a lot of the early 60s stuff is gone. Um, you know, Ditko, Spider-Man work, very little of it still ex exists. Um, a lot of it was destroyed or stolen or whatever. Um, but because I would like to, uh, I, would, I would say probably because um, it's one of one. Yeah. It's not one of a small number. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Superman number one, there are only a few in high grade available. But the original art, it's still one of it's one. unique. And, yeah. And, mm. yeah. Yes, yes. And and um, it's it's very evident if you think about iconic images like um, the first black suit Spidey sold for nine hundred k, and it's that's eighties. That's that's yeah. nineteen eighty five mm. or something. Secret Wars, I think. Um, a lot of people were shocked by that. Yeah, that, so nine hundred US for a, yeah. one piece of original art from the eighties. So, oh. so there's definitely <laughs> value. But maybe in that's it. maybe that's the key, you know, because I, I love delving into this stuff. This stuff, I'm I'm intrigued by it. Is that when you have a book and it's graded, there there is an economy that has a a, a, a mapped out, um, you know, spreadsheet of what it should be worth, mm. you know, in the current market. But a one of one hits there then it could go for anything. You know what I mean? There isn't. Yeah. And that's there, probably why no, it demands it. There's no 
it demands panic buying because there's no benchmark to say it's a good or a bad price. Because yeah. the the example we just used, the very next page of the same comic might be ten thousand dollars <laughs> because oh. it's not yeah, that it's first not. appearance. It's not that iconic image. Um, yeah. Imagine like Hulk one eighty one for the cover, for instance, going on sale. Yes. Right? That's that's yeah. the, the the reaction you'll get from the market. I'm very sure. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I don't think we're ever going to be troubling that auction, though, Neville. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll put that first bit in and be like the leader at a thousand bucks and log off and just hope the world's well, alive. <laughs> you, you, uh, you should see me the last few heritage auctions. Uh, I get up at some ungodly hour because of when it's taking, oh, when it goes live yeah. Yeah. In, in Texas. And I'm there with my, so it's been um, available for bidding for, say, two weeks leading up to it going live. And I've seen the, the, the pricing on a particular piece uh, and I've gone, okay, uh, it's still within range. I think I can do this. And I've got my finger ready to go and it goes live and I don't even have the chance to hit the keyboard when it's gone stratospheric. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just look at it and I go, well, so much for that finger. Yeah. <laughs> no way now, to put that finger now. <laughs> I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon though because um, – if we've learned anything from today and big banks going under in the States, it's that <laughs> probably your safest place to invest your money these oh, absolutely. days. It's in comic books. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Tangible yeah. assets, best equity. Yeah. 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 So, so, Roy, going back to you, <laughs> instead of the speculation, uh, who are your favorite artists? Who, are you, who were you chasing originally and how did that evolve? Because I know you well, show off quite a bit of art, right? And there's a common theme to it, and it's usually from a top five tier of artists that you collect? So, see, at that time, they weren't necessarily top tier. So uh, as, as I was saying earlier to, to, to Ben's comment, um, in relation to uh, collect what you love, I love, and, and you can see the change in a particular artist if you like their early work, and then they morphed, developed, evolved to someone that's you know, now doing incredibly you know, beautiful work. So, so one of those people would be Stuart Eminem. Now, Stuart's early work, I, I have probably, I don't know, 35 or so pieces of, of Stuart's work, um, eight or so covers and blah, blah, blah. But I've clicked as well. So you'll, you'll see a common theme here. So when I first saw Stuart's work, I thought, I, heard, I read somewhere he lived in Canada. So I rang up International Directory Assistants. <laughs> you, see, you can see where this is going. Uh, and so you're I just said, a stalker. You're just admitting. I am. I am. I'm a very nice stalker. <laughs> so, so, and they put me through to an S. Eminent living in, uh, so it was Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And so I rang and said, oh, hello, uh, is this Stuart Eminent? And the voice on the other end said, yes, it is. And I said, oh, hi, look, I'm very sorry to bother you, but my name is Roy Burgoyne. I collect original comic art from Australia. I'm wondering if it's possible to purchase something from. He said, you're calling from where? <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is the late 80s. This is the late 80s. Yeah, yeah. You're a world away, <laughs> man. Yeah. yeah, and we still had phone book, white pages and yellow pages yeah, and yeah. international yeah. directory assistance. So, um, and, and look, we, we, over the years, we've, we became friends. So I bought direct from him and I bought mm -hmm. direct from his art dealers when, when they started handling his work. But he would save stuff for me, or his inker that worked with him on many books, Wade von Grobadger. Uh, Wade will send me scans of stuff that's coming out in a few months' time. And he'll say, hey, Roy, do you might like this? So I'll go, oh, hey, that's cool. 
So I'll say, can you put that aside? So developing relationships with artists, it's another aspect, is really valuable. Mm -hmm. So if you buy some of their work, they'll realize you're a, a, a real fan. Um, you're not going to quibble about you know, whatever the pricing is, perhaps. Yeah. Um, oh, and, I'll and, quibble. And they're, they're, <laughs> I'll, cri I'll quibble good. Yeah, they call it Neville Quibble Howard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, anyway. Sorry. <laughs> but, but yeah, but they realize you're a serious fan. They're not gonna, you're not gonna waste the time. Yeah. And over that time period, you know, you become friendly, friends, etc. Uh, then of course, because if you happen to work for Supernova, you can invite them to Australia to go to a convention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you become the fluffer. Well. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. You see, in my line of work, I would be audited, audited for some sort of, uh, you know, <laughs> some con con contradiction of our uh, I was gonna uh, say, procurement <laughs> policy, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. conflict of interest or something. But, yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But that, that's why Ben's, that's why Ben's not allowed to get close to the gorillas anymore. No. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um, yes, so, so that goes hand in hand. Yeah. But yeah. I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the, um, you know. The the eighties. Uh, I, I I think you probably abused your Australian accent, didn't you? Really, it was oh, definitely <laughs> the novelty value of the Australian <laughs> accent. Hey, look, I've done it many times myself. Don't you worry. About <laughs> I even I even, still work, as right? as as payment for staying at this. Uh, I met this awesome guy, Randall, who used to work at San Diego. So I work in zoos, you know. Oh right, and, oh, okay. and uh, I stayed with him when we were over there in the uh, in the nineties, uh, and all he asked for in in payment was that I leave a, an answering machine message oh. <laughs> on his phone, so you know on his answering machine. So <laughs> that's, this very... <laughs> that's very cool. <laughs> anyway, uh, but I feel I feel the novelty of it, the Australian accent might have worn off in recent years, but. Um, but in any case, you especially uh, after Neville went there this year, and was, oh, they still think I'm Australian. I tell you now, people are like, oh, well, they, don't they still think my ex accent's Australian because it's right. too hard basket to tell them I'm from South Africa, and they're like, but you're white, yeah. and then like that whole yeah. conversation happens. Yeah. And, yeah. No, I'm just like, yes, I'm Australian, yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes. because obviously, um, as soon as I met up with, with Mark Rance. I straight away knew he was South African yeah. origin. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I read it, but as soon as I hear the voice, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah, easy for it, us to it, tell, but I suppose for Americans. Yeah, and I think that's um, the thing. Your ears are more attuned to it because right. there's so many others. <laughs> but you're, you're definitely at the um, the coalface of opportunity, aren't you? Like Neville and I actually met through uh, a neighbour um, uh, of mine and I. We, we started this web page in our, in our community, Point Cook Geeks. We met through that. Uh, but we also met Giampaolo through there as well. So Giampaolo, you would have known from yes. Supernova. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Big G. So, yeah. yeah, Big G. I was Little G. He was Big G. Um, <laughs> and anyway, uh, so he moved up north, obviously, but he was in our neighbourhood as well. And I remember right. many many times going around to his place and just seeing this this evidence oh, of, of what, yes, his collectibles and stuff like that. And, and you know, you're in prime position to take advantage of all of these you know what I mean? Wonderful opportunities that that most of us could only dream of. And yeah. I was just looking around and just going, I was gobsmacked I, by all this stuff. I around. freely, I freely admit to taking advantage <laughs> of my position as supernova. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, it would have been probably but, twelve or more years ago. Um, I said to Daniel, 
I said, look, you've got, you now have six shows around the country. You're very much involved uh, with the, uh, with all the arrangements in relation to particularly the film and television guests. Um, I said, you know my background in terms of um, connections with comics artists and writers, particularly uh, artists. I said, why don't I take over the handling of the, the guest roster for the, for the shows uh, with your approval, I'll put a guest list forward. And he said, done. Yeah. So it was, it, it was for, it worked for yeah. both of us. And yes, but it's I also the right time, position. the right place for it, right? Because yes, it, yes. it became more than a sideshow attraction and became one of the core aspects of pulling a crowd that's comics, comic minded people. Yes. So, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and plus, at the time, Daniel Wally has great historical knowledge. Um, he wasn't really as familiar with the comics artists at the, uh, who were up and coming, perhaps. And I was yeah. reading some of the more modern material, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. It was all that as well. But going back to, if I can just mention the, the, the relationships that you develop with some of the artists lead to some weird and wonderful things as well. So for example, uh, I've made a couple of, well, actually four or five appearances in comics. Um, so <laughs> Brian Hitch uh, is, uh, and Paul Neary are... Uh, man in trench coat, <laughs> page five, man in trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. So, um, uh, so Stuart Immonen put me into the pages of Action Comics uh, and, and Superman. Uh, That's so funny, Dreamy in, in one of them. And then as my name, uh, as a travel agent that Lois Lane is talking to as well, uh -huh. Brian Hitch and Paul Neary put me into the pages of Authority where there's the That's background crazy. graffiti during a fight yeah. scene. There's Roy Burgoyne, Fantastic Four, X-Men Black Sun, Tom Derenick. So it's, it's That's crazy. So that many many commenters like me talk about my letter was printed in the letter page and you're actually featured in art. Yeah. It's, That's it's next bizarre. level, man. <laughs> but, but I think it's a cunning ploy on their part to force me to, to buy, buy those pages. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, this is shitty page. Not a lot happening. Let's put Roy on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> forgive me for you saying this Roy, as well but you have got a you've got a face that's made for comic books look at you you're very symmetrical you're almost like a caricature perfect well, I'll, I'll actually quickly show a piece here when i i actually retired uh 10 years ago but got bored and went back to work um yeah. at the time of the um faux retirement friends of mine reached out to Dave Gibbons and Dave uh, illustrated uh, this piece saying happy retirement Roy. Oh, look so, at that. Perfect. <laughs> and because uh, Dave, Dave's an old buddy. And, oh, um, uh, old buddy. Went, Just yeah, the, the, the artist of Watchmen and a few other titles. I went, I went to his, um, when I went to the UK some years ago, uh, I went to, uh, he, he took us out to lunch. I went to his house and uh, he and Helen and, and his beautiful library and studio. It's just phenomenal. And uh, he's a, such a cool, cool dude. Really lovely guy. And when he did that piece, I, did, I didn't know he was doing it. it. Just They had it framed and gave it to me. I went, oh my gosh. It's just hilarious. Oh, that's amazing. That's, that's, that's so that's cool. Wonderful. That's, so that's wonderful. just, just from, a, from an outsider looking in perspective, obviously you said collecting art at the moment, there's so many platforms and, and avenues where you can actually go and collect. But from an outsider looking in, like I don't own any original, original art, maybe one page if I'm lucky or whatever, right? But the perception is you've you, got... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Look, I own a lot of original art, but nothing nothing to the caliber of Royd. Um, but 
the perception is it's just margin on margin on margin because you've got the auction house and the management fees and admin fees. So yes. it becomes unaffordable for the commoner like us who, to just dabble in it and say, hey, I would want even a common page like Action Comics 100 or 1051 page 7. Like, yeah. And all of a sudden, it, all those fees add up to the thousands, right? You can't just get a quick, quick and easy page from an artist you appreciate anymore. So is, it, is there it, other ways of doing it? It can be tough. Now, one of the most valuable resources to find out where to buy an original art and which dealer is handling which artist's work is uh, comicartfans.com. So uh, one word, comic art fans. I actually saw that. I saw you on there because I Googled you before this. Uh, oh, right, I, right. I needed to make sure these, I can get some dirt on you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think I've already mentioned some, some dirt to you. <laughs> involving Frank yeah, I don't know we'll you were going to come out with it. <laughs> we'll forget about that stuff in the Philippines. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Look, I saw comic art fans and it, it seems to be a really good page, right? It's it's now that resource that resource came out about twenty years ago when Bill Cox started off this this small website and it's it's just ballooned. It is the premier place for collectors around the world, wherever they live, to showcase their artwork, and it, it's just um, a resource that I would recommend to anybody. Uh, all the dealers advertise there, uh, phenomenal. Uh, oh, so that's really comic art, that's comicartfans.com, eh? Yep. Yes, yes. Yep. But tell me, Neville, as a uh, creator yourself, being responsible for uh, Dark Nebula artwork, who who has that? Who has that? Who has that original piece? It's lying here in my comic room somewhere. <laughs> oh, just see, just an original piece to a, an Australian oh, it's, artist. It's it's a it's a different story though. It's a different caliber. <laughs> okay. Roy, I'll start the bidding at five dollars. <laughs> oh, lowballing! There's only going to be one bidder, so it's going to end at five dollars as well. <laughs> What's your reserve? Put a reserve of seven dollars fifty on it. I will buy it now. It's past man. in, past in. Talk about lowballing. But you have hardly any. You have any? Hardly any of your own. Like hardly any original art. It's just you have some. And it's published, and it's your own, man. Oh, that's yes. Thing. Sorry, that doesn't count. It's uh, it's uh, the shallow pool, the kids' pool. <laughs> oh, my, my art, so it's all right. Yeah, but yes, the um, when you're mentioning Australian artists, uh, Southern Squadron was a, a book I picked up, obviously uh, back in the day. Yeah, and Gary, I loved Gary Chaloner's art, and there was a particular page. Of original uh, that I would love to have purchased the original page for, so I said to Gary, "Who owns this stuff?" And he said, <laughs> "He said George Mastaris <laughs> at Kings." Oh, okay. And I went, okay. So that most of us. So you got because they did all their launches at Kings back in the day, right? I think so. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I approached George, and George said, "Lloyd, I'll tell you this picture." the uh, warehouse of Brad's The Lost Ark. Okay, so you got that in your mind? Now, that's what I have with the stuff from Kings. It's in there somewhere. He <laughs> said, I would sell it to you if I could, but I can't uh, find it first. <laughs> uh, so it sounds like, a, sounds like a treasure hunt to me. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, I think I have an original uh, uh, piece, don't I, Neville? Has it ever, has, did that ever arrive? Maybe we should give... Um, 
Mark, a call. Did that package ever come Oh, uh, yeah. Mark? No, I didn't get that. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Um, we'll have to rattle his cage. Zach we, we, George's we, comic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We both I've got some Paul Abstruse, yeah. I've got a few of the Aussie artists oh, yeah. over the years, yeah. Mm. Um, that's contributed to some of the stuff I've published. So I've got some of the original art, which is good. Obviously, Darren Close, I've oh, yeah. got some of his stuff. Yeah. Um, yep. Mike, where's Mike's stuff? Is Mike's stuff still squirreled away somewhere? Yeah, no, I don't know. Don't mm. know. Mike yeah. uh, Chrome? Oh, no, Mike, Chrome. Mike Speakman. I've got some Mike yep. Chrome. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, to be yes, fair. Yeah. Purely because he's walking distance from my house, so he comes over and I make him drunk and yeah. make promi <laughs> promises about delivering shit that he that, that he needs to do when he's sober and hungover. So it's okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so as you said, Roy, like relationships are good. <laughs> yes. Just yes, make yes. Mike Chrome really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> He's a top bloke. He's, oh, he's, he's amazing. He's such a good guy. Such yeah. a good guy. I must say, like, wondering, we, um, Mike Speakman is still practicing his art from a, what did we say, a Mexican jail somewhere? Mexican jail somewhere. <laughs> it's our, uh, our, our, our ex-podcast host. He used to join yeah. us. So, so that's the reason why he's not with us anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that's cool, man. When, uh, when you, so, um, sorry, when you mentioned comic art fans, yeah. Um, when we were talking about uh, one of the, that, that is such a central repository for so many people's collections. Yeah. A number of artists use it as well to advertise their work for sale, and the dealers you'll see on the uh, on the side screens of, of the web page. Yeah. So many of the dealers there, you can easily find which dealer handles a particular comic artist's work. But then, of course, you've got other avenues. Um, Heritage galleries being one, uh, yeah. comic um, comic connect and comic link who are two newer uh, auction um, sites. I've, I've bought from them, but mostly comics, not art. So. Oh, right. Uh, okay. Which heritage? Did they? Uh, heritage? Yeah, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and Comic Connect, actually. I'm actually bidding oh. on stuff that's finishing in 14 hours. It's open on my phone. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But, uh, but Heritage, um, for example, they, they, they advertise and sell regularly every you know, a week or two weeks is a, a fairly decent-sized auction. Uh, so if, if, for example, you're a fan of John Basima's Conan work or yeah. other work, they will have – there are many – there are a lot of pages out there available to sell. Yes, the pricing is obviously – Different here, yeah. Yes, maybe. But, but again, if, for example, you're a huge fan of John's work and you want a page, it's not impossible by any means. Yeah. So – uh, a savage sort of savage sort of Conan page by John Basima, say with Rudy Nebra's inks or, or Tony Desaniga inks, uh, that will go from anywhere between, depending on whether Conan's featured, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, anywhere between say 500 US to say 1500 US. Again, okay. depending on whether it's a half splash page or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. anywhere between 500 and 1000. If that's all you want, a page, it's it's a it's 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 possible. It's possible. Yeah. But mind you, as you were talking about earlier, there's still twenty percent um, oh, yeah. fees on top of that. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's a trick for for new new bidders on most of those pages. Where, I mean, it's the same as any other live auction I've ever yeah. been to, right? Where, yes. whatever, just multiplied whatever your final bid is by one point two five or something to be safe. <laughs> yeah, with landing costs, yeah, buyers' premiums. Uh, it's uh, yeah. it's an alien world for us, isn't it? Like like it, it's not in. The buyers' premiums are not normal in in particularly in Australia, you know, like in auction houses in Australia. Not uh, the not, auction houses uh, I go to where they've got live auctions. They definitely apply it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, 
I think Steve Evans, one of the ones in Melbourne, and then there's oh, there's a few. Like I, I go to a lot of the farm sales and estate sales and go and pick shit. So, and they mm, always yeah. apply it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm um, continually amazed at, uh, at, at the, some of the collections and uh, that you pick up. Now. Gosh, it's just it's uh, always, always hunting for stuff because I don't want to pay retail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, the best works. parts, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I feel like 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 what you're talking about is is an excellent resource to go there and and sort of shop for what you want but but you're you there's so much competition you know i I feel like the only way for me to ever secure a piece like this is wandering through you know like a st vinnie's store out out and getting really lucky (laughs) yeah and getting really lucky or knowing you ben you'll walk straight past it and tell me four days later i think i saw art when you're 500 yeah. kilometers away <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely absolutely but yeah. um so like do you... i said don't look at me for for this stuff because i have the yeah like, the, the anti-modus and i need to i need to i need something i need to maybe burn some sage in my house or something like that just to, <laughs> to get out of it <laughs> i'll bring <laughs> the weed board around yes. <laughs> see what's going on Wait, so what, do, do you sorry i just got a question oh yeah okay yeah so on do you there's quite a few Facebook groups for regional arts um, mm. collectors. Do you frequent them at all? Do you actually buy them, or is it just more of a show show and tell page pages? Uh, there's there are a couple which are just show and tell, and and um, selling is 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 verboten. It's it's yeah, not, yeah. Uh, it's discouraged actively uh, because it's purely to, to to yeah to show hey guys this is what I got and yeah there's polite you know, um, congratulations etc. And yeah. in some cases, I go, "Holy crap, that's awesome!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, uh, but there are a, a couple of um, um, Facebook pages that I also frequent just to see what's being sold. Um, I tend to really haunt heritage because it's that is also a great resource in tracking um, how artwork is increasing in price, for example. Um, and I, I can go back, say, five years, and I can see. From 2000, uh, sorry, from say uh, 2018 to now, how something has really increased in the last two to three years, yeah. and, and what I would expect to pay for it, or, or a ballpark figure, put it that way. Yeah. Um, and so, so it, it's it's a it's a marvelous resource in that respect, uh, yeah. heritage. Uh, it's similar to what you can do with eBay and tracking sales and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I avoid eBay because while some good artwork still appears there there's so many scammers and and fakes and 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 forgeries it's yeah it's a minefield i, I just don't go to ebay anymore mm. yeah uh, yeah yeah and you don't know what you're getting right um and it's yeah. to a degree that risk you take with even just buying comics sometimes um i tend to always check feedback and and mm. percentage mm. sold and all that type of stuff before i pull yes. trigger and anything that's significant value yeah, yeah. One um, question I've got. Well, oh, sorry, go for it. I was just going to quickly say um, uh, there's also um, something where you were talking earlier about commissions. Oh, yeah, that's uh, what I was going to ask. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, if, for example, um, some people will collect primarily commissions, some will collect primarily published artwork, uh, some will collect both. I, I collect both um, because there are still many uh, published works that I would love to get a piece of. So if I have one piece from some of my favorite books, 
I'm happy. So Howard Chaikin is one of my favorite creators. And if I have one piece from each of his the, the favorite properties that he worked on, I'm delighted. So yeah. American Flag, um, uh, Dominic Fortune stories, because Howard's work is so stylish. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, so but, but other people will only focus on commissions. There are some Melbourne collectors, they are primarily uh, Melbourne-based art collectors. They are primarily commission collectors. Uh, which, which puzzles and, me and because, I think, yeah. yeah, and I think that that's kind of the question I wanted to ask. So, obviously, you get commission art where it's still sexy and attractive for an aftermarket oh, yeah. for aftermarket sale, but then you get stuff that's severely personalized, like your retirement picture, that is amazing. <laughs> and oh, that Dave, <laughs> Dave Gibbons' names on it and everything, but would that impact the aftermarket value if you ever decide oh, you yeah. want to sell it? Not that you want to, people would be like, my name's not Roy. <laughs> it doesn't make no, sense. Exactly, exactly. Right? Uh, I mean, there's a, a piece uh, here somewhere. Oh, my, my Travis Charest piece. Yeah. Now, that's a beautiful piece, but it's got a word balloon saying, hi, Roy. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, I'm not going to part with it, but you're right. It, yeah. it can and does affect... Um, the aftermarket, although if that went up on heritage, yeah, you know, people say, Oh, do I really want that? Can I get it removed? All that sort of yeah, stuff, yeah. You know? um, but yeah. published pieces still, I, I still adore because I love seeing uh, the origin. Yes, 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 there's there's pencil lines, there's oh. uh, and some of the older pieces, there's there's um ink stains and and all sorts of you know bits and pieces uh, on, on over the years, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think I think I think the differentiation there and and when I when I said earlier I don't own any original art I was purely thinking of published art because it's unattainable for commoners like me right but when you talk commissions and sketches and stuff I actually own a lot because um, it's usually when you have that opportunity to get something from the artist and I've got Howard Chalk and I've got James O'Barr I've got um, a lot of Matt Gruning but it's all they all will say something like to Neville or something. Yeah. I, I literally just remembered I've got this behind me. I don't know if you can see it, which is Jason yes. Masters. He drew James Bond and Batman, ah, yes. Batman okay. and stuff, fellow yeah. South African. So I've got loads of that. But for me, I don't necessarily think of them as investments or commercial value because it's personalized to me and it's my pieces and I yeah. enjoy them. They hang in my yeah. pool room and that's it, right? Yes, oh. but, but they're personally significant to you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, that, and that's why I'll never sell them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me, Roy, do you do do you do um, any uh, comic? Uh, sorry, animation cells as well. I, I can see them as being a kind of they, they slide alongside this, but I think maybe it's just it, it's not quite as much about the artist identity. Yeah, I was just going to say you 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 won't necessarily know who drew them, right? Yeah, yeah, even yeah. if they're unique. Um, I nearly bought my first animation cell. Uh, well, it was a design piece for an animation cell. So it wasn't, uh, I, I have considered buying animation cells in the past, mm-hmm. uh, particularly from uh, Fire and Ice, um, the Bakshi uh, 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 animated movie from years ago, very Frazetta-like um, yep. uh, animation. Uh, uh, Wizards, I actually, actually bid on some Wizards concept pieces by Mike Plug. Um, again, my finger was like this, and it just went beyond <laughs> <laughs> my. Um, and but but uh, one I, I did bid on, but was outbid, was for an Alex Toth uh, Space Ghost 
design piece. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. And it, it was a beautiful piece, but um, and it was actually still reasonable. I nearly went again, but but, but because I'm, I'm, as Neville knows, I'm going to a convention in Italy very soon, I'm trying not to spend too much money at the moment. Before you even get there, because I'm yes. sure you're going to contact me. If you happen to see Tonino Liberatore over there, you must He's there. something. Oh, He'll be there. He, uh, <laughs> there you oh, go. Mate. There you go, Ben. He's, he's one of he's one of 70, seven yeah. zero artists at the Lake Como Comic Art Festival. Um, I look. I'm a fan of his on on Facebook. I'm commenting all the oh. time. He's my favorite artist. Yeah, right. yeah. I love. Yeah, I fell in love with the rank stuff when I was a kid. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yep. Zero, I'm just uh, unbelievable artist. You know, um, just that stylistically. Uh, I don't yeah. think it's comparable. That sort of style. You don't see much of that in you don't he was quite unique yes yeah was, yeah. yeah anyway the guest list is phenomenal uh, there's mila manara frank cho Art adams um yeah. any one of a number of european artists uh, emanuela lupacino sazamaica new and old you know, yeah if you know what i mean it's, i, d- I yeah. went through that list after you told me about uh that, yeah. the, that you're going and i think i even messaged you saying oh my god they're there and they're there and they're yes. there and yeah. it's such yeah. a massive massive list of just amazing amazing creators i wouldn't want to go there with an open wallet or even a wallet wow. attached to me, to uh, my, my art budget is already blown i've arranged <laughs> two commissions no three commissions yeah and my art budget's gone yeah uh, uh ones with arthur adams one with uh brian stelfries and one with paul renault uh, wow. it's just it, and I'm looking at everybody else that I'd like to get. I'm bringing a lot of books over to sign, but artwork. But I'm. But to be quite frank, Ben and Neville, I'm going there in large part to socialise. Yeah. yeah, of course, of course. And I'll be saying, "Hey, you want to come to Australia?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Well, if you can pass there. on my invite to Tonino, tell him I show him all of the gorillas he wants to see. <laughs> Free tour of the zoo. <laughs> yeah. So this is Melbourne Zoo, I take it. No, I used to, I was at where I was at Melbourne Zoo for a couple of decades. I'm at a Werribee right. Zoo. Yeah. Where Werribee's okay. close to us. Yeah. It's the open range one. Yeah. So it's like the yeah, game park. Range. Yeah. yeah. So next time you bring Mark out to Perth, I'll yeah. have a South African barbecue for him and uh we can take him to go watch some we'll take food. you on safari western style. Because yeah. Mark, yeah. Mark Mark's an expat, he'll uh, he'll enjoy that. Yeah, good, when a he's good going to Melbourne. It's huh? actually his, he said it's his first time with Supernova in Melbourne. Oh, really? No, that's yeah, right. yeah. it'll be good to meet him in person. I've never met him. We've oh, I thought you online. had met him. No, I've oh. talked online quite a bit, but never met him. Yeah, right, right. Well, this time you will. Yeah, good. If you are, uh, you ever need that stuff taken care of for international guests, Neville and I will uh, will happily oblige. <laughs> we'll so, pre-fluff uh, them for your your fluff. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, but honestly, look. Supernova has been very good to us over the last few years, you know, so we really appreciate the organisation. We love going there. We love meeting everyone, you know. Um, Yeah, so anything we can do to help out, we're always happy to. And I tell you, I threw your name around like it's, uh, (laughs) I don't know what, at San Diego (laughs) Comic-Con, and uh, people love you, right? So you've got a good rep. Yeah. They they actually remembered me? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Terry, Terry Dodson, you know. Oh, Terry. Yeah, yeah. Frank Cho, all of them. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. Because as soon as I say, say we got 
you in common, then they've got time of day for me. All of a sudden, oh, I've got credibility <laughs> by association. Yeah. Speaking of fluffing, speaking of fluffing, Dev, I think we've spent enough time on Roy. He needs to teach us the the secret supernova handshake. The skip to the front of the queue. <laughs> Scott well, Scott gave us the secret handshake for for Kevin Eastman because we had a panel yeah. to go to. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Oh, I've never seen so many filthy looks in a in this like this expansive long line and just like uh, five hundred people. Obviously, if you one. have if you have limited time or something, you need to get something signed or whatever. Uh, yeah, we can do what we can to help. Yeah, oh, we understand that the exhibitors have um, very limited time because you're quite often yeah, you're uh, chained to your tables. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, it's quite all right. Well, I'm happy to to abide by the uh, the first first come best rest. I think it's the most um, yeah, um, it's the, the the fairest of all polities, isn't it? Uh, egalitarian, I think. Egalitarian, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Liberty, fraternity, and yes. but, um, now I was going to say when we were talking about commissions. While I do have a number of uh, published pieces, um, I mean, uh, we were talking Australian artists as well. Uh, I, I do have, I'll quickly show one of these uh, by the strain artists, but I do have, as Neville knows, and he may have mentioned to you, I have a huge, look, who doesn't like Jungle Girls? I of ask course. <laughs> So I have a huge Shana the She-Devil collection. And yeah. artists seem to love drawing Shana. Of as soon course, as yeah. I say Shana, they go, yep, sure, no problem. Yeah. And look, some of the guys on uh, Grail Hunters, a big Shana fan, so it's good to oh, see. There's quite a few because uh, we see the the mail calls, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, one of one of my favourite uh, Australian artists, uh, who's an incredibly talented painter, um, is uh, Ashley Wood. Um, oh, I'm Ashley, sure you can incredible. see this. Oh yes, painted cover. Oh, yeah, yeah, sweet. Uh, I fell in love with Ashley long before I even knew he was Australian. Oh like, really? Yeah, because I, I was still in South Africa, or it was probably part when I went back to South Africa when I started buying X-Men and I think he did a few covers. He did, yes, he did yeah. um, like an issue of one of the X-Men titles. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, and I think um, that's the first thing I found and then I started looking around for Ashley's work and it was great. Such good work, man. That is amazing. Yeah. yeah. He's got, so so yeah. is the one that you've got there, is that just fully painted? Fully painted uh, for, for one of the IDW um, one of the IDW uh, Rocketeer magazine uh, yeah. comics that came out yeah. a few years ago. Um, nice uh, under their imprint, but uh, uh, Ashley is probably one of my best. Well, not probably he's one of my best friends. He lives five minutes from me here in Perth. Uh, yeah. We 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 are always going to comics um, local comics fairs, yeah. or we're going to uh, Murray's house. <laughs> Murray uh, Jackson, Jackson. comics. Yes, yeah. I hope you leave your wallet at home. Nobody, nobody trusts well, Murray, bloody Kiwis. <laughs> And then I, I went to Daniel's, uh, 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 Daniel Benz's house yeah. to pick up a few books. And Murray said, how dare you? You're cheating on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, haven't, we haven't, we haven't spoken a, to Murray in a while, have we? we yeah, no, he, no, we had him on quite a lot at one stage. Uh, he's a good lad. He's, he's a uh, cracker. But, I must uh, say, because I, I bought a random high-value book in Perth, um, or for reference, and the, I didn't know anybody, any, anybody who knew the person initially so i yeah. sent sent mail messages out to dan um so daniel murray and pete Halfgott, and all three like oh, yeah. yeah we know this guy we know him 
<laughs> we, we bought comics of this guy before, so oh, it made my life much easier. Um, yeah. So they, they yeah. went and picked it up. and it, it looks like a great community down there, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, look, uh, so I'm finding. Because Despite I, I Murray being there, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took a break from collecting for about five years and then got back into it about 18 months ago. Yeah. And partly, part of my resurgence or interest of interest in, in comics and comic is because of Grail Hunters. I blame you, you know. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love Seriously. being the good, bad influence. Do you know how many messages? Like, I literally got messages in Messenger today saying... Right. Um, if I do the new shirts, they want to buy it and represent the brand because well, of the fact that yes, we, re we reignited their passion for collecting. I'm like, this well, is what it's about. This is exactly yeah. what it's about, right? You, 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 really you want to be part of a community mind. and they want to be yeah. part of a, a, a something that has purpose and that makes you enjoy what you do. So that's exactly what we want to do, right? I hadn't uploaded, uh, I had collected some pieces, but I hadn't uploaded anything to my Comic Up fans gallery for, for a while. And yeah. then after joining Grail Hunters and everything, it, it reignited, as you said. Yeah. And I started uploading stuff and buying some new stuff. I bought some Basima pages. And, and, and <laughs> what am I doing here? Uh, but but when, when I um, mentioned uh, commissions, uh, Shana, Shana the She-Devil, uh, one of my favourite all-time um, uh, Shana pieces uh, is by, uh, by uh, John Byrne. But, uh, oh, man, that is amazing. Yeah. Especially because it looks so casually drawn, you know what I mean? Oh, it, yeah. But so that, that comes with 50 years of experience. Casual, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so the story is um, his art dealer, Jim Warden, is an old friend. Um, so when you develop relationships also with the art dealers and the people who have booths at San Diego, you then get exhibitor passes so you can get in before the public. <laughs> Yeah. And then you can hit up the artist tables. All yeah. I'm hearing is privacy issues. That's all I'm hearing. <laughs> hey, man, I, Ben, eight years I've gone, eight years I've had a pro pass purely so I can get in there on the Wednesday night. That's, there's no queues. You can get to talk to people. It's exactly. Amazing. Exactly. It's amazing. Yeah. But uh, yeah. you you got to oh, take a years, shot. Yeah. And, yeah. But uh, so Jim said, uh, I, I said to Jim, look, I'm going to San Diego after the show, he had a booth at San Diego. I said, look, after the show, I'd love to come and visit if that's okay. He said, yeah, sure, come and stay here for a few days. And so he lived in he lives in Maryland. So that was right across the other side, obviously, of America. So I traveled there after the show. Uh, he picks me up from the airport. He says, we're not going to my house just yet. We're going to go visit a friend. I said, uh, okay. So where are we going? We're going to go see John Byrne. Uh. <laughs> I went... Okay. Uh, can I go so, to the toilet yeah. first? <laughs> yeah. I need a nervous pee. Uh, I think I peed in my pants a little. But, so, so I, um, I was obviously very excited. Uh, so we, we go to John's house. It's a beautiful home. Um, everything is schmick. It is just fantastic. And, and, and so we're there and Jim Warden, I've got photos on my Comic Out Fans page of the visit to John's house. And his studio is lined with action figures, including some that he sculpted. He sculpted an amazing Fin Fang Foom. It was uh, amazing. And then he's got original art framed on his walls. None of it his. There's like Neil Adams' work. Uh, there's Bernie Wrightson's Swamp Thing pages, original pages on his walls. Incredible. And his, his and obviously art studio, being him being in that industry he's yes. got free access so they were probably just literally trading pages here's your john Byrne, and i'll take your i think you're right yes i think yes oh, they, wow. they would have done something like that 
And, and so Jim said to him, oh, it's Roy's 50th, it was then my 50th birthday, you know, it's now 15 years on. Um, yeah. but so, uh, so John says, oh, hey, would you like a sketch? And I went, yes, please. And <laughs> so, <laughs> so what would you like? I said, Shana the she devil. He looked puzzled and Jim said, you remember Shana, you drew her in Namor. You know, oh, the jungle chick, yeah. And he turned that out, like you said, Ben, he turned yeah. that out with a few strokes in about five minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, incredible. Yeah, you know what? I think some of these people, they're just hardwired. They have a connection to the universe. There's some there's some frequency in the connection to the and frequency in the universe I'm completely dumb to. You know what I mean? That that the talent like this exists. And, uh, it, it's infuriating. Let me tell you. Oh. <laughs> uh, you feel like you're deaf, dumb, and blind. You know. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, I was in awe. But um, uh, then at the end of the visit, John said to me, "So, Roy, you've probably heard a few interesting things about me and my online sort of persona." I went, "Yes." He said, "Well, what, what, how did you find your visit here today?" I said, "John, you're a gracious and wonderful host." He said, good, you just tell people that. <laughs> I said, yeah. I certainly will, John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and then we went after John, after the visit of John's place, we went then and had dinner with Tom Palmer. It was just, for me, a fanboy's dream. It was just wow, wow. mind-boggling. It's um, like, you know, there's, I mean, if there's, there's, there's onion lay layers to, to, to the sanctums of, the, of this hobby. You're certainly getting towards the core, aren't you, mate? You're out here on the edge, and you're you're making your way to the nucleus of the onion. Aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm there. Uh, we're we're like the atom <laughs> dust on the outskirts, scraping with past. a skin, with yeah. a skin, with a mold on the no. skin of the onion. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can tell you, Roy, though, man, this is absolutely the a next level of collecting. Because if you think about our passion, if you look at this, right, I've got fucking. I don't know, okay. 15,000 comic books this year. And it's all grown from the passion of enjoying and appreciating mm. the art that's on the covers, that's inside the pages. Yeah. And you get to live with those, the art that's inside the pages on those covers, which is incredible. It's absolutely incredible. It's it's definitely it's, next level. It must be so enjoyable. I, I'm still a relatively, compared to some, still a relatively low-budget uh, art collector who's got lucky due to gifts mm -hmm. of, of work. Bribery uh, from yes. uh, uh, bribery discounts, mates <laughs> uh, no, rates. Yeah, yeah, people who've been so generous put yeah. it that way. Like, but I, I, I have something like thirty or so of Ashley uh, Woods pieces. They're all gifts. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't underestimate. I hope you're listening, my chrome, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Good <laughs> things, good things happen to good people, Roy. And it sounds like you're, you're amongst the uh, best of them. Must, you know, must be a good guy. Very lucky. Yeah. And, 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 so, how do you store all of it? Right, where, how do you store it? Where do you put it? Because you've got a big fat blank wall behind you at the moment. <laughs> well, this isn't this isn't my man cave. Uh, it's downstairs. You're um, sitting in the toilet at the moment. He's in you? the walk-in robe. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is it is man, man cave. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the throne. Uh, but uh, well, yeah, downstairs is where all the good stuff is. But. Um, I have about 30 or so pieces framed and on the wall, uh, there's a large wall downstairs. Um, but the bulk of the collection, because there's, few, I don't know, two, 300 pieces, I suppose, of yeah. different types of artwork, um, are stored in a, I love, I love um, architects' blueprint straws. Yes. Um, yep. 
they are especially wood, not 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 metal cabinets. I mean, if you can't get a wooden one or it's too expensive, I totally understand. But I love wood. I love wood products, yeah. and I love antique style architects drawers. So I found one online one day. I'd been looking, and the the expense was just ridiculous. Oh, you're you're oh, literally on a trunk of comics. <laughs> anyway, I, keep going. I love keep it. Going. Love it. Um, and and so my wife. Uh, has restored furniture. She does French polishing and everything. So she, um, she and I, she showed me what to do. We worked on it, restored it, and it, and that's where I, I store the bulk of my collection in the uh, yeah. flat files. Um, yeah. So is it is there a side of the aesthetics and the enjoyment of the the ambiance that the wood creates? Is there a benefit to the actual pages? Is it because metal is acidic or rusty or moisture or see ash? decided not to use uh, one like that because he, he thought that the, um, uh, the stuff might leach from the drawers, the wood to the, to the artwork. I've, I've made sure I put down sheets of, of yeah. stuff. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen, yeah. but, but that was his concern. Um, so, and, and he has an amazing collection of original. So he's, a, he's an artist, obviously in his own right, from Rocketeer and other stuff that he's done, uh, Spawn, Hellspawn, et cetera. But he, is an, he also collects original work. Uh, yeah, and, and and that's what we sort of, uh, uh, and and he has a booth at San Diego and blah 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 uh, with his uh, action figure company. Was uh, mm -hmm. uh, toys. I think that'd be the biggest stress about having this type of artwork is is about storing it appropriately. You know what I mean? You don't want to be yeah. the person that that really destroys a piece of art because of your um, you know, your ignorance to 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 the, yeah. the requirements. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love hearing you've mentioned her several times. I want to shout out to Roy's wife, whoever you are, because you, oh, yes. you know what I mean. My wife, at best, is apathetic towards my collecting habits. <laughs> at worst, <laughs> she's off dial. You know, so. Roy, I don't know how many. I, I don't know how many episodes you've listened to, but when Ben refers to his collection, he's got about 12 Barbies next to him. <laughs> he's left oh, up, so it's very different. To me. <laughs> it's very really? different. Uh, yeah, we, we started something on the podcast a few years ago and people started because, yeah. Barbies, Barbie dolls so, and Barbie toys. So does Ben, ben do you know Grant Stone? No, 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 no let me close. <laughs> no, he doesn't know no, anything no, no. about Barbie. No, no, no. Oh, I, 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 I receive them. I receive Barbie. Oh, <laughs> uh, the, re the reason, because I thought it might have been serious, because Grant Stone is the special collections librarian at Murdoch University, and yeah. he wrote his thesis on Barbie. Oh, there you go, man. Reach out you, you might be the second <laughs> smartest guy in the world when it comes to Bob. <laughs> no, it goes back. You'll have to research it. You'll have to research it to uh, to look at the the uh, the genesis of uh, my Barbie collection. <laughs> oh, I think I think it was thanks to you, Neville. I think anyway. <laughs> Absolutely, I might have started it with his. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we revisited his uh, fourth or fifth birthday present, <laughs> which was a Barbie Barbie catamaran, and it started yeah. learning from there. Yeah. Well, well, they were hard times. They were hard times, Roy. Yeah. I was right. the recipient of a Barbie Sun Sailor. Uh, my mother had covered Barbie Barbie's um, sticker, you know, on the sail with Ben. I was none the wiser. So, so, so that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, I might be anyway. most uh, 364 days a year. I'm a douchebag to Ben, but I get him good presents. <laughs> <laughs> he has made up for it in recent years. Don't worry about that. Uh, he got a little uh, Indiana Jones. 
everything. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that was that was that was awesome. It's it's, it's still there. Yeah, pride yeah. pride of place. Oh, look, it, it it's been amazing having you on the on the podcast, right? And I think let's call this part one of many because I think there's so much we can explore and unpack and discuss in the the comic art world because I've got so many questions, man. Um, I'd love to be able to when I'm fifty own. Dan Jurgens or Keith Giffen or the guys that made me enjoy comics, right? Yeah. Um, and they're not the they're not the Alex Rosses of the world. They're just great artists, and I love exactly. Them, right? And they 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 produce on a monthly basis, a regular monthly basis, which we don't really see much from yeah. any number from of current many, creators yes. who yes who stay on a book for maybe two or three issues and they've gone somewhere else or or they yeah. can't keep it. But people like Dan Jurgens, as you said. Uh, Stuart Eminence, they produce monthly books. They still do it, two, yeah. Three, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love it because, you know, I follow them for their art and you know you're going to have a 12-month or a two-year run on something. Right, yes. Um, yes even you know, the Justice League Internationals with Kevin Maguire back in the day, it's just mm-hmm. amazing. So that's like, if I ever get there, that's what I'll probably target. But thank you both for the opportunity because it was great fun to chat. Uh, I always love talking original art uh, and other stuff as well, but um, it was great to meet uh, Ben and uh, uh, I'm looking forward to meeting in person. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll organise the uh, the mega panel at next year's <laughs> Melbourne Supernova. It's not a standard affair. Yeah, we could get you on stage. Come on, right? You could be the feature for a change. Yeah, absolutely. The man uh, behind the fluff. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the, the fluff behind the fluff. Oh, the we'll models. pre-fluff you. Don't worry. All right. <laughs> All right. Have a great day, well, guys. No, good fun touring. Yeah, Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. And that is a wrap. Thanks again for listening. I'm going to leave you guys with Mars by Torrential Thrill. Have a ball. Enjoy. And as always... Provide a review, subscribe, follow, and provide us feedback. We love it. Thanks, guys.